dude, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to jump on a call. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely, dude. Well, dude, you recently just fought at Rain FC4. You got a nine-second knockout there in the first round. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Was that a record for Rain FC? Uh, yeah, they said it was their fastest one so far. And uh, to be honest, I was just as surprised as everybody in the audience was. My my game plan was to uh, keep it standing and kind of have it kind of showcase some new moves for you guys and just have a, you know, get everybody their ticket money's worth. And fortunately, I just kind of got lucky and caught him with a straight left in the first round. Come on, man. That's awesome. A long time ago, I met you at Brian Johnson's Northwest Fight Challenge at Top Rated MMA's debut in 2012. And man, that was awesome you've been in the fight game for a long time i always love to ask this but how did you get started in mma and what did you why did you ultimately decide to step into the cage and compete well it just kind of um when i was a little kid you know how everybody just takes you know traditional taekwondo and karate and it also kind of helped out that my dad was a wrestling coach all through okay. growing high school and middle school and i just wanted to be that weird kid the the ninja and superhero kind of thing and just Always kind of been something where it was like never really kind of a job aspect. And then when fighting started picking up and everything, and I got to see my dad. He was training for his first fights, I, I want to say like early 2000s. And that was okay. like my first time in live fights. It was at the uh, the brawl at the mall way back when uh, the Super Mall used to have uh, fights down there. And it was like the amateur pride, if I'm not mistaken. So that was like one five-minute round and then one three-minute round. So it was a little bit different. I saw my dad fight on that card when I was about 15, and that, that just – kind of did it for me and it was like man even if i don't go pro or anything like that because when i first started fighting pro was just kind of a maybe a bonus kind of thing yeah. when i started it was just more or less just to be have the experience and knowledge and to be able to be a better coach more or less than anything else so gotcha. just kind of kind of bonused off into something else way better kind of thing later on in life okay okay that's awesome man when can us fans expect to see you back in the cage you know i'm not 100 percent sure i don't have anything uh lined up right at this second uh, Okay. Switching gears into coach mode for a little bit and uh, helping some of my uh, teammates out for their fights and kind of getting them ready for their competition. And my wife, she actually fights and she's just recovering now from like a year long knee injury where she's torn all, all the important stuff and just kind of just now getting the doctors okay to kind of dip the toes back in the water and kind of figure out uh, what, what her limits are and stuff. So we're going to kind of get her on a, maybe a boxing match or something and then sure. from there go to like maybe kickboxing and MMA and all that. But uh, okay. Keeping my ear open, so if something pops up where it's uh, uh, too juicy to pass up, I might I might step back in there. <laughs> uh, buddy. That's that's usually my goal. I always tell people I don't I don't guarantee a win or a loss. I usually guarantee ticket money. So if, if people are paying forty bucks a ticket to come see me, whether it's my blood or theirs, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure something's happening there. So yeah, that's awesome, man. Hey, uh, so you have this nickname. It's the Berserker. Uh, where did that nickname come from, and how did you end up getting it as a nickname? Well, <laughs> My first couple fights were um, I didn't have the greatest self-confidence back in the day and first opened up a gym and I had a couple of people out of my gym fight before me. We had a losing streak of our guys losing um, just like full mounts, stoppages and stuff like that. So my head was, you know, I, I might be losing this fight, but I do not want him to come out unscathed. I want to take a tooth home. I want a black <laughs> eye or something. I don't want that guy having a win and totally normal to go to work the next day fine so it just first three three or four fights i just came out everything was a haymaker everything was uh kick to cut people in half and uh the first couple fights i won in the first round stoppages and so my dad just 
kind of started calling me that kind of stuff from there. Okay. Uh, that's awesome. I love to see when fighters are also entrepreneurs, you're selling this DVD called Berserker Battles and that's pretty sweet. Is that all of your amateur career then on the DVD? Yeah, it's actually a lot of the um, old stuff where they were able to more or less professionally shot footage and it's not so much my, my cornerman's horrible Blair Witch Cam or Shaky Cam or anything <laughs> highlight reel kind of stuff. And then hopefully when I fight a little bit more and professionally, I can maybe make a better one uh, pro-wise. But yeah, I kind of I kind of figure when I don't fight very often, I might as well put something else out, help out my you know show sponsors that I'm still staying active and keeping keeping the name in there and whatnot. So more or less, if you haven't seen any of my fights, I, I'd recommend just picking that up just because I, I put fights even that I lose in there because again, it's... It's not really about the, the overall outcome. It's just the fight in general. It's people that don't know me, they just want to see a fight. So that's right. I come to deliver, and it's a fist fight no matter what. I've watched it. It's a great video, man. And you are an awesome just warrior in the cage, win or lose, man. So I love that about you, man. So that's awesome. You know, tapology is always like... 50-50, right? But if they only list you as having one amateur career, I know a uh, fight, which I, I know for a fact you've had more than that. How many fights have you had total? Because you've been around, like I said, for a long time now. So, to be honest, I've only had uh, that's that's the only downfall about being a full-time coach and instructor and a part-time uh, fighter. So I would only do like maybe one or two fights a year tops. Okay. And I'm at like maybe maybe 12 or 13 fights all together now, I want to say. So I got two two wins as a pro and two losses as a pro. And then I want to say it was like seven and one or eight and one was my amateur career record. Gotcha. And then okay. uh, my, my last amateur fight was uh, actually a title fight for Koga. And for the three months training, it was kind of funny. It was like a mix up in communication, but I didn't even know it was a title fight until the day of. So they were like, <laughs> <laughs> Ready for a title fight? I did all my push-ups, I guess. Let's do it. Right, yeah. <laughs> Look, the cool thing about you, man, is I don't think I've ever seen you not smile. Why, why are you always smiling in the cage and at the weigh-ins, man? Well, it, it's just kind of something more or less. Uh, positive aggression always helps out more than anything else. But uh, one, of my, one of my biggest role models in fighting is the late but always great Robert Fallis. And he did a, a, a fight seminar in our gym way back before I even started fighting. And a lot of his stuff was mental preparation and how, how the fight game is mentality-wise and everything. And he talked a lot about the difference between nervousness and excitement was whatever your face and how your body, you know, posture was and just things in general. So all the difference was was you just doing this made okay. a bit of a difference than anything else. So it's just... It's just like riding the roller coaster. Everybody rides the roller coaster. They feel the same nervousness in their stomach. They're like, whoa, like we could maybe die in this. This is going to be great. But yeah. Feels that in the merry-go-round. That's It doesn't work out that way. It's that, <laughs> that turning that, that um, the nervousness into excitement every single time just by switching on a smile. Uh, plus, it helps when I get punched in the face. It doesn't seem like I feel it as much. So. Right, absolutely. <laughs> My first couple of fights, I didn't have health insurance, and that would be like my dad's. Like, all right, you ready? All right, we have no insurance. Don't get cut. All right, go have fun. Let's do, let's do this. It's so, <laughs> one of those things. Be like, all right, let's be extra careful and put on an extra smile. So. Yeah. Now, I was flipping through your social media. You made a post actually a couple years back in 2017 that you were training for bare knuckle. And with the hype of bare knuckle going on right now, is that something that you would want to transition over to? Well, initially, when I first started that way back when, it was um, when I was, you know, everybody, a dumb teenager, and you're like, I want to fist fight, I want to do this. 
kind of, uh, when I got older, it kind of blossomed into, oh, the Valley Tudo and all that crazy stuff would be really neat in the tournament. And it's not really a thing to switch the profession over, but I would just kill to have it on the bucket list more than anything else. So right around that time, it started getting um, more popular and more legalized in places. Like I was, um, I, I messaged two different promoters and to be honest, it really is uh, just more to cash happy checks. And I even was, I even offered them, I was like, look, dude, I'll fight for free. I'll bring in a lot of pay-per-view money. I can, you know, stream all this stuff just let me cash a happy check and get punched in the face on your um on your card would be best bet so and actually that's right around the time when uh i didn't hear anything back from one of the fight promoters uh bristol sent me a message to contact me about the uh rain fighting and uh fortunately enough i got to be able to fight on his card so it's kind of cool so my goal if if anything bare knuckle kind of pops up i would kill to be on that i don't outcome or not that would be something i for sure you know put on a really good show for you guys and just kind of you know impress the crowd more than anything else but I'm don't get me wrong I'm not gonna spit on the win if I win either but it just be uh, just be more of a um, something for me instead of everybody else sure uh, I'm sure with the the more openings happening with bare knuckle boxing and uh, more states happening and uh, bare knuckle boxing federation right I mean those guys are out there just killing it with you know fights like Chris Lieben and I mean just awesome awesome fights going on but uh, that's awesome man I, hopefully they'll watch this show we'll, we'll be sure to tag them I know a couple folks who can hopefully get you in touch with some folks so maybe we can make that happen uh, man that'd be awesome I'm glad to hear it absolutely so I got some rapid fire questions for you if that's alright alright I'm a homeschool kid so we'll see how good I do okay <laughs> How many tattoos do you have? It's, oh man, it's close to turning into like just a couple giant ones now. So, okay. Uh, fortunately, my, uh, one of my good, good friends is also a very skilled artist. And it was one of those things where it's like, dude, I'll get punched in the face for some really clean tattoo work. And uh, it just kind of went from there. So every, that's usually the thing. So even if I get horribly beaten up and I can hardly move, I usually get tattooed the very next day of any fight just so I can have some time to heal no matter what. Close to like one hoping soon would be nice okay. yeah this is always an interesting question to ask but who's hit you the hardest in a fight hit me the hardest is there anyone that stands out more than others that would um i've had a few that, but one of the ones that really stuck out i guess was uh in my amateur career a guy named ricky satterwhite wasn't so much that i could it was the intense punch it was just I felt his almost immediately right after the um, uh, initial fight. So as soon as the adrenaline wore off, I found out he ruptured my wisdom tooth with a nice old roundhouse kick to the face. And I had a big bump on the side of my head for a good six to eight months after the fight. I looked like, yeah, I looked like a, like a, like a misshaped unicorn. <laughs> It, it was it was pretty fun teaching kids classes after that because I would get some really funny looks. But, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. What's your favorite type of music, or do you have a favorite band? Oh, um, I would have to be heavy metal uh, genre. And the best band I'm also um, luckily to be sponsored by them as well is Winds of Plague. So they're a heavy metal band out in California, and they're best best thing to listen to when you're sparring, kickboxing, boxing. Eh. Anything where you're punching your buddy in the face, I'd, I'd give them a listen to, man. They were very good in that. Who motivates you to succeed? Gosh, man, I, it's a, a little bit of everybody, man. There's friends, family, fans. It's, it's a bit of an attention person. So every time I hear people cheering or booing, anytime you guys make noises, I, oh, I want to react to you guys and be uh, fight as hard as I can. So Sweet. Myself for you, no pressure. Yeah, right. <laughs>
<laughs> do you have a favorite fighter that you still that you follow? I know you kind of mentioned someone that, uh, earlier, but is there someone, anyone else that's a kind of a favorite fighter of yours? Man, I have a, a few, uh, but right now I've been I've been eyeballing a lot of Chris Lieben just because of the, some of that bare knuckle boxing stuff he's been doing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, just the same. You know, his his games evolved over time, but still being the same where it's just honed in way more. So it's a lot of fun to watch. So even if his are only a few seconds long too. Absolutely. Well, I also wanted to uh, give you an opportunity to give a shout out to coaches, teammates, sponsors, anybody like that as well on the video, JD. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, all of my friends and family out in Battleground. Without you guys, I you know, wouldn't have the greatest fight gym to train out of and work out all my teammates with. I get hit in the head a lot, and I got about eight sponsors. You mind if I just pan the good old banner across? Of course. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Thank you. My banner guy always comes through and makes the most amazing banners with all my fight sponsors. Rising MMA, Human Science, Elite Sports, Winds of Plague, National Specialties, Grover Collins Tattoos, Colonel Blades, and Elite Massage Professionals. Hopefully... Hopefully I got everybody there. <laughs> no pressure. It's on the spot. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, JD, it's an honor to talk to you, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you get back in the cage. You're a warrior, dude. And, and uh, like I said, I've seen you been fighting for a long time and looking forward to seeing you continue uh, to keep uh, staying on top of things. Right on, man. It was a pleasure to be on, man. Thank you for the invite again. And uh, always happy to be on whenever you want, man. Thank you so much for watching the show. Please subscribe to our channel. would really appreciate that. If you could please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. And please check back. We're always bringing on awesome people for the Top Rated MMA Show and entrepreneurs, world changers, and success-minded people for the Bearded Biz Show. Thanks so much. Have an awesome day.